CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. Mike, we're back for another episode of Haven's Measure Twice, Cut Once. How are you? I'm fantastic. Always great to be back here at Ramy Films, Jennifer Lee. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And of course, I've got more favorite people of mine and yours as well. They are the best partiers at the Haven Awards, I have to say as well. <laughs> uh, we got Laura Grist from Laura Grist Interior Design and Jaden Brothers Contracting. And of course, the lovely Dan Clausen part of the Jaden Brothers duo. Just one. Yes. You never bring your brother here to talk to us. I sh he's never been invited. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sh I sh <laughs> Is he not the talker of the family? No, I think I think I'm the talker, but yeah, yeah maybe I should bring him next time. Oh, yeah. it'd be a party with the yeah. five of us. We yeah. should have I didn't even think of that. That's bad. That's bad. Well, maybe next time. You want to be the uh, yeah, I want to be the one? center of attention. Yeah. <laughs> do you share the awards with him at least? Yes, we do. He took the, he took one home this year. Okay. Yeah. He's allowed to look at them for one day a week. He yeah. gets to take we a took moment. Two, he got them. one home. So, yeah. We Custody share. Custody share. Yeah. 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 Well, either way, it's great to have both of you back. Of course, for our listeners and viewers who are a little bit newer, we had these two fine folks on in a previous season. Had such a great conversation. We thought, hmm, let's keep it going. And there's very good reason for it. They've won a whole bunch of awards. They've been nominated for awards. And of course, because season six is all about award-winning builders and designers and projects, we thought, great, let's bring the circle complete. We back around. Let's have them back on and let's get going. So let's get going. We just really want an excuse to have you guys back on because they're really fun too. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys win awards every year, please? Just for the We will. Absolutely. Do our best. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Well, welcome back. Um, for those of us uh, who know you, obviously no introductions required, but for everyone else, Laura, maybe we'll start with you. You want to tell us a little about yourself, your company, and what magical things you do? Well, um, I am a, you know, I've got a little boutique uh, interior design firm, which uh, is, you know, we've been doing it for about uh, 15 years. And, uh, you know, our... Uh, our whole firm is about, uh, you know, the, our philosophy there is about, it's, it's about families and whether it be our families of our employees or the families we're working with, we want to make sure that everyone is uh, kind of part of the experience of, you know, when your house changes. So when I say families come first for our employees, it means like if you need to go off uh, and do sports day with your kid, sure, take the time off, go do sports day, go have a life. Because I think that really leads into how we uh, live in a house too. You know, everything's not all perfect. Things are gonna be a, a little uh, kind of all over the place sometimes. And you gotta do and go and be with your family sometimes. So when we're working with a family, we understand that we're trying to get as much out of uh, our conversations with them so that when in the end we're delivering something that is perfect for their family as well so you know that's kind of where we we kind of stand as a company and and what we do do you ever have bring your kid to work days absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean when the kids come in it's so funny because um my grandchildren come in because i i am i actually am their uh 
their kind of childcare sometimes and they'll come in and they have no idea what I do, but they love to come and pull out everything and say, I think this goes with this. And it's like, wow, do I sound like that? <laughs> like, do I look like that? But uh, yeah, when, especially when kids are not feeling well too, it's like, you know, I, I have my husband at home too, cause my office is run out of my home and they'll go up and play with all the toys and come down and have lunch together. You know, it, it, it's kind of like we need to accommodate people in their work. So yeah, bring your kid to work, you know, bring your dog to work. We get a lot of dogs in there too. It's absolutely insane sometimes. I love it. Do you capitalize on any of their ideas that come out? I don't know if a dog has ever come up with a lot of great design <laughs> ideas or not, but if you did, good for you. Yeah, no, we uh, we keep the dogs kind of, uh, you know, we don't ask them a lot of questions, but the, you know, the kids, they just are so uh you know they're like more toys more of this more of that it's it's they're just fun to have around you know sometimes they sit on my lap and they want to use the calculator it's like uh go for it so i will literally have a kid in my lap playing on the computer and doing you know my work and answering questions at the same time and i just think that's kind of it's kind of fun and inspiring and you know you get things done but in a different way it's you gotta culture. get them yeah you gotta get them helping you with the design though like get those free ideas yeah well i actually did a little um we're going away for christmas and so i had a little video and my granddaughter made a little play that she did showing that we're we're going for christmas break and she was holding all the signs up she had winter mittens on and everything and then i pretended it to snow and she said she said nana can I do all of your commercials it's like sure i yeah you know i don't I, well dan we could do commercials for you too now yes absolutely yeah, we we're just You're talking about that yeah. yeah well laura i actually had the opportunity to spend a morning with you and your team a few yeah. weeks ago and i can absolutely concur the the culture you've created is amazing what was interesting is i was sitting around waiting for you guys and you were collaborating on a project and it was about not a color or a design or anything else. It was actually about how the client lived in that space. And have, listen to a team have such a detailed conversation about what seems like such a subtle and mundane detail to the layperson yeah. really speaks to why it's no surprise you keep winning all these awards because the amount of thought and for people who don't sit with designers and builders every day, there's so much that happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And it was just really inspiring to watch you guys collaborate in that way and to understand that that you're doing that on such a broad basis for your clients and that's how you have these wonderful relationships with them well i mean that's one of the things i love about having more than you know one designer around is that we all take part in the design i mean i i know that some people say you know it's your name you should be doing everything it's like I am only one person and I am not the entire be all and end all. I need to have some input from people that are not like me. And I specifically go out and try to hire people that aren't like me. I have me, I, I, don't, I don't need another me. I need a you and a you and a you and I need your ideas and I need you to bring your, your flavor and your, you know, your excitement to it. And they are three very different people that are uh, designers in our firm. And we've got one that's just a decorator and she's got a completely different aesthetic, but we talk it out. We, you know, we make sure that it all is cohesive, but it's a really, it's a funny thing. You know, we're all passionate about things, but not necessarily the same things. And that's why we get such great projects because we're all like vying for our ideas and they're all heard for sure. 
And you love working with Jaden Brothers, which there's only one of them, yes. and they're unique. So. <laughs> and that collaboration makes us look better. Oh, yeah. well, there you have yeah. it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you for people that might have not met you. Yeah, yet. no, thanks. Um, so a little bit of history about me. So I've been in the construction industry my entire life. Um, so my dad, he's been in the industry his whole life as well. So when everybody else was out on summer vacation, going to camp and playing outside, I was working on construction pushing sites. Pushing a broom? Yeah. So yep. I was pushing Job brooms. children. I was I there was with using, you, man. I was using air tools when I was in grade five. <laughs> I remember shooting myself in the hand with an air gun when I was in grade five. And uh, my dad looked over and he saw the nail sticking into my hand. And he's like, we better pull that out. So we pulled it out. I went over, ran underwater, and I was right back to work. So so that's that was my, my birth was... Uh, on a construction site at a young age and uh every summer it just uh it just kept evolving this is and, why um, we have child protective services exactly yeah <laughs> that's so, why i was never allowed to use the tools on the job site. <laughs> yeah yeah so it turned into a passion and um after after high school i actually went to bcit got my carpentry ticket um and then i always actually had a had a slant towards becoming a firefighter so I don't think I mentioned this last time, but oh. I was actually a, a firefighter for four years. Oh, wow. And um, I guess because construction was so in my blood, I actually ended up leaving the fire department and becoming partners with my brother um, in my uh, mid-20s. And we've been partners for 17 years now. So, so yeah. So that's kind of where I started and how the, the whole thing birthed with me and my brother. And how did you guys get connected? Because you guys have been working together as a yeah. dynamic duel for quite a long time. You've created some amazing results, and you keep underscoring yeah. the value of partnerships yeah. between great people in this industry. How did you guys get connected in the first place, and how do you find synergy in the projects you work on? Well, our first uh, our first connection was seven years ago. Yeah. All right, so this was a project in Maple Ridge, and um, I think uh, the designer – I'm sorry, you – had connected with Marion Patterson. Yep. And then um and then somehow Marion had contacted me looking for a contractor and that's how we first met. Right? Well no, she you guys you guys were on the job site with a different uh designer and she didn't like her. She just Is that they what you know the the okay. yeah, she just didn't mesh. So she phoned me out of the blue and she's like, Can you come? These guys are ready to start work and and I walked in there and Jesse and Dan were there and Dan doesn't usually come to the job site, so I didn't know that at the time, but I walk in and there's these uh, two guys and one of their workers was there and the homeowner and I'm looking around thinking, wow, is this an interview or what? Because they were just all staring at me. And I said, so what's the problem? And they went through a few things and I said, you know, to me, I look at a space very simply and I said, why don't you just move it over there? And they all went, what a great idea. And I thought, wow, these guys are thick. Uh, and then I realized, no, they're wonderful. I love them. No, and that's the very first project we did. We're thick. Okay. No. Wow. Okay, I'll, I'll remember. I, I got to like... put that in my back pocket. <laughs> no, the, it was funny because after that, um, after that project, uh, we did the the uh, material list. I mean, there's it's quite a bit to do when you're working with someone. We did the material list. We did the plans. They seemed to like us. And then they said, can we just talk about uh, having kind of a partnership? And I was like, absolutely. And it's funny because from that first time that we met you, yeah. uh, we just, I just love these guys. They're so, I mean, we work with lots of builders, but we have got such a rhythm now and it's so seamless. 
that uh, I'm kind of sad because in the beginning when we were were just You're sad that it's so seamless. <laughs> yeah, wow, I think that's, that's something to be happy about. <laughs> I told you guys were thick at the beginning, so I'm glad that you're still together. So it's, it's sad and thick. <laughs> okay, sad. but but getting better. It's getting better. We're, no, we're progressing. Was, we're winning it, awards. Okay. The problem is that we got so good at it, we don't see them that much, and yeah. I missed that. I yeah. really missed seeing them because there was always something on the job site. It's like, well, you have to do. But now, now we know how you think. We share a brain. And yeah, we don't exactly. So we don't yeah. see each other. So, like, I'm telling you, this is one of the things early in the, in the career. They had just gotten new signs, and they had put them out in the front lawns. You know those front lawn signs? Yeah. And I loved them. I thought, well, I'm going to get a little sign too because I'm. But then, but then you cheaped out on yours, though. It kind of, it kind of. Well, we're getting like the real dirt today. It kind of looked like you went to Walmart and I just did. grabbed something. You probably did. You go to Walmart? No, no, okay. I did. I did it on my own photocopy, and okay. I got two hangers, and I stuck yeah. it up the I hanger think I, thing. I mentioned that. Yeah, that you need exactly. To upgrade your signs. But yeah. you know what they did? They I'm sure you guys are still working together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they took my sign, they put it in front of the Johnny on the spot, it, and, and it says another project by Laura Griss Interior Design, and they're all coming around waving on, yeah. on social media. Well, I was like, these guys, I love these guys. You yeah. know, if you can't have a laugh, uh, there's nothing. So that's why I miss them. That's why I miss being around them. But yeah, we are. You're, you're making it out to be a big sad thing. We see each other still. I was like, do you never talk to each we other? Talk. <laughs> it also says a lot that you guys trust each other enough, well, that no, you understand each other yeah. enough. Uh, that you it can, is. Everyone can yeah. do what they need to do, and at the end, in the middle, is the homeowner who can go, okay, I don't have to worry yeah. about anything because yeah. they are taking care of they it. Are, I guess it's similar to me and my brother's relationship. So my brother is on site way more than I am, and I'm kind of behind the scenes. I do the budgeting, the sales. I'm like the CFO, the CSO, the CEO, and. That's why you so, don't bring him on the podcast. Yeah, so so <laughs> I'm, I'm behind the scenes and I trust my brothers to, to be on site making big decisions yeah. and uh, that are going to affect the outcome of a huge project. Right. So and Laura trusts Jesse. We just there's a lot of trust. So yeah. that's and that's developed over time. And I think that's why we can be apart from each other and still create awesome stuff. And that's so, something we talk about all the time yeah. on this podcast is as the client, you really have to trust your team as well. And so if we yeah. know that you guys have trust with the interior designer and the other people that you work with to make the project come to fruition, that makes us feel better as a homeowner. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the top subject of team, we are part of a great team here. This podcast doesn't just happen. It happens because of wonderful guests like you, and it happens because of our wonderful podcast partners. We just take a couple moments to quickly thank them, and then we're going to get back to this conversation. We're going to dig a little bit further into the projects themselves. Measure Twice Cut Once is grateful to our podcast partners, Fortis BC, VicoStone Canada Inc., and Trail Appliances. Support from our partners helps us share expert knowledge and resources with families looking to build, design, and renovate the home right for you. VicoStone is renowned for providing exquisite court slabs, ideal for both kitchen countertops and vanities. Their extensive range caters to diverse preferences, offering everything from the versatile builder collection to the opulent and luxurious designs. Established as a reliable and preferred choice in the industry, they have earned the trust and admiration of local stone fabricators and interior designers. Trail Appliances makes everyday life better with the best selection in Western Canada, hassle-free delivery, and price match guarantee. So you'll always get the best deal. Trail Appliances make sure you'll love buying an appliance as much as you love using it. And we all need reliable and efficient equipment for better comfort, health, and safety of our homes. 
Whether you want to adopt some energy-saving habits or take on a major energy efficiency upgrade, no matter what your budget, Fortispecy can help you save energy. Be sure to visit fortispecy.com rebates where you can also find amazing tips on low and no-cost ways to save energy, plus buying advice for energy-efficient products. All right, welcome back. Um, of course, Season 6 is all about award-winning projects and what it takes to win an award, what these awards mean. And what's really special is you guys were nominated for six awards this year. So number one, congratulations. And two, yeah. you won two. So big, super huge congratulations. Uh, two projects we're going to talk about today, Through the Looking Glass and Pen and Ink. So let's start with Through the Looking Glass. Laura, can you maybe give us a little bit of background on that project so we understand the why it was created and some of the thought that went into creating that project? Yeah, I mean, uh, we went into that project uh, with a client that we had already done some work with, and they really liked uh, our work as well as the Jen brothers. Jaden or brothers. Oh gosh, see, yeah. I got the so name right. We've only been working together for seven years, <laughs> yeah. and she still doesn't. Yeah, but they're not on site name. very much, okay. so they don't. Yeah, <laughs> so they have... because because the, we're not on site together, that's why. That's why. Okay. So okay, carry on. Visit me more. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, dang it. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so we had we'd already known the client and the and the house was in the 90s kind of era and it was really compartmentalized and there were used there were rooms that they didn't even use it was super dark and it felt like it was really closed in they were using darker colors and they had a formal dining room that they said they never used um so they wanted lots of light and that's a that's a big thing for everyone and a lot of times we can do that through uh, actual just lighting with uh, recessed lighting and things like that but there was an opportunity to do some real lovely natural lighting so in order to do that we decided to take out the windows i know that's kind of uh, anti-intuitive but uh, instead, we put in these uh, the windows above the uh, cabinets, the upper cabinets, and they brought in the light. We didn't waste the space because it was a nine-foot ceiling, so we had a little bit more play. And we actually opened up the walls, and instead of putting in pony walls or you know hiding it, we actually did a glass surround so that you could see from the very front, which had the most light in the house, brought it right through the kitchen and then through the windows uh, above the cabinetry. And we also did a great uh, corner window in the, uh, we removed the fireplace, which was in an awkward place that really took away their view from the forest and that and moved it to an interior wall instead of the exterior kind of glass wall window and uh, opened up the, the patio so that they could get to the patio from both corners of the house, from the family room and the kitchen. Uh, that came open. So as far as their wants, I think we hit all their wants in just doing uh, the natural light as much as we could. So yeah, it was lovely. And the, the wall you talked about removing, so that there was a wall that separated the dining room from the kitchen, mm -hmm. um, which went straight across and created two separate areas. So the wall that we took out created one big open concept, which helped to bring the light in from the front and the back. So now when you walk in there, if you were in there before and you walked in afterwards, you wouldn't believe the difference yeah. in the amount of light just from doing that simple thing of taking out a wall um, and uh, just allowing the light to come in and throwing a couple of windows up high and there you go, we've got light. Yeah, it was beautiful. So, 
Oh, I love that. And getting rid of the dining room, I'm so on board with because I grew up yeah. with a dining room and it's like, we're not in Downton Abbey. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't need one. Like, I just feel like they're wasted space because we only ever used it during occasions. Yeah. Yeah. You've got 120 square feet that you use once or twice a year. It's like, why don't we just uh, make a bigger kitchen, throw a huge island in there that we can use year round? And that's basically what we did yeah. at Lenoble's. We've oh, got yeah. a 10 or 12 foot island in there that kind of comes into <laughs> where the dining room was. So. Yeah, it's, it's like a continent, not an island. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. exactly. So, Laura, yeah. I have a question for you. When you're talking about changing windows and stuff, how do you compensate for that? Can you compensate for that using lights inside the house, or how do you plan with and manage and balance the light, the outside light and the inside light? Um, well, the outside light, you know, it's it's the preferred kind of light, right? I mean, no one wants to go around and and be under you know, constant light that's not natural. So even though we're getting really good at getting uh, kind of sunlight in and, and uh, with the LED lights that we have, because they have kind of a, a, a tone that can mimic, there's nothing better than being able to look out a window or feel the sun come in or, you know, have a, like you know we're part of a whole bigger world than just the the kitchen so when we we can look out and see what's happening it makes such a huge difference it really it really is something that's inside us that you know always seeks to be outside that wants the trees that wants the natural sunlight so it's it's a much it's it's just what neat people need so and, we this, try to accommodate yeah, and that. this home was was built right on a green belt so for them to mm -hmm. be able to take advantage of looking out and seeing the trees mm -hmm. was it was awesome like yeah no. Did you put any like, like French doors or anything to open up onto the green belt or? Yeah, so we put in a, a sliding uh, kind of big wall system. Oh, so okay. it was basically like a uh, sliding glass doors that met in the middle and it can open up this way. So I think we ended up with about a 10 foot opening, yeah. but there was also glass fixed panels on each side. So I think all together is about 16 feet of glass that you could see from sitting, sitting in the family room, you could look right outside to the green belt. Wow. So, and then we also increased, so this is, it was a bigger project than just a kitchen. Um, we won an award for, actually we won the award for the whole project and yeah. just the kitchen, right? So, mm -hmm. but we also did their deck outside off of that 16 foot opening. So we made, we increased the size of the deck by about two or three fold. So they've got a deck that's about 30 feet by 14 feet now. So they walk out of this uh, nice big opening onto a big deck, looking at a green belt. And that can all be seen from standing in front of the island. So. You can imagine just standing in there prepping for dinner and just being able to look out and see just green and uh, and all that light coming in. So and yeah. great for parties too because yeah. I love those like that's not the technical term but like the folding wall of glass is what I'm going to call it. That's see that's why I don't do what you guys do. But yeah. I love those opposed to like just a French door. Now you can like have that open. People yeah. can be on the deck and they can come in and out and it's very. Well, it's lovely. another living space really. Yeah. It's not it's not just a a patio door anymore it's it's yeah. it's a living space where you can actually sit half in and half out of the house i mean we've actually moved the fireplace to the uh outside wall so that if you are outside and the fireplace was on you could still kind of be part of the fireplace it. yeah it was kind of cool so dan i got a question for yeah. you obviously when you open up the walls of a house you never know what you're going to get now maybe there's True. some variables was the house built in the 90s or the 1960s mm -hmm. when you got into this project were there any issues that you found as you got into it that had to be corrected or rectified um there was a few things i wouldn't call them major issues it's nothing we hadn't seen before but because of uh take removing the wall that separated the dining room and the kitchen we had to relocate some things so 
Uh, there was a heat run that fed upstairs that we had to relocate. And there was also some plumbing lines that had to get relocated. So that's fairly standard. Um, what kind of budgetary implications would be though? Because when we talk a lot about, okay, yeah. if I have $100,000 for this project yeah. and it's a $100,000 project, yeah. what you described might change those numbers. So yeah. how would that have affected the budget and how should people listening or watching this yeah. approach a renovation like this in terms of budgetary uh, allotments? Yeah. So in terms of budget, I mean, right off the bat, I always recommend to clients to have a 10% contingency. Um, but really at the very beginning of the project, I, I dive in quite deep and create a, a fairly detailed budget that accounts for things like this. So for example, like this project had some structural upgrades that have to happen. So because we took out that wall, plus another section of a shorter wall yep. that separated the family room, we had to uh, put in a couple of beams, which we knew was going to happen. But anytime we do structural work or just some things that are hidden behind the walls, I always kind of estimate based on experience and put kind of a time and material allowance on it. So in advance, the clients already know, okay, there's going to be something behind those walls. I'm, I'm fairly confident I know what's behind those walls, but you still need to have a contingency of 10% just in case something comes up, right? Because we can't, I can't come in there on a first meeting and rip the drywall off the walls and expose everything and say, okay, this is what we're up against. So it's just not realistic, but based on our experience, this is what we're going to be up against. And uh, yeah. I think that's one thing that you guys are amazing at. And I think it's, you know, we help in that too, is that when we're doing a project together, uh, Dan and I uh, both have kind of split duties. And so what we do is all the materials that we can actually um, get numbers for, we do that in advance of his final budget so that when we're talking about tiles numbers, we're not talking about a random tile kind of in the air kind of thing. We actually have the tile because we've already specced it for the client. They've already approved it. They know exactly how much that's going to be. They know exactly how much the plumbing's going to be. So when when we hand that package over to Dan, he's got he's working on real numbers. He's not working on, oh, it's going to be $3 a square foot or $10 a square foot. He knows exactly what they've already chosen so that when we get to it, by the end, we've got some. Yeah. You got some really great numbers, so you're not yeah. you're not pulling it out of the air. You are completely no. uh, ahead of the game, I think. Yeah, I mean, in terms of our process, so I'm glad you brought it up. So, usually the way we start a project, I'll meet a client typically before Laura even meets them, and um, I'll create the initial budget. We'll develop a, a rough scope together, and I'll put kind of a budget range on that, and I'll say, look, I think it's going to be between X and X based on this scope. And then I'll create the budget also with different allowance figures for all the finishes. So from cabinetry to flooring, to tile lighting, all those types of things, right? Um, and then um, I'll present that to the client. If they're comfortable with that, they trust us, they wanna move on. And at that point, we would typically take a small deposit. Then I dump that into Laura's lap and she runs with it. So I step back and now Laura's meeting with the clients and she's using what I've already created as a bit of a guide to try to stay on budget. Um, and then there's a lot of back and forth for, yeah. for several weeks. And once that's done and we've selected all the materials and we've got costing on all those materials, then I step back in and work towards giving them a fixed budget. Um, so for example, like this looking, is it looking through the, what do we call this project? <laughs> <laughs> through looking through looking something. Glass. You don't through, know the name of your award winner. <laughs> um, so for this project, um, we, we did have a few allowances. So everything's not a fixed price. So because of the structural upgrades that we did on this project, I still left that as an allowance figure, but it was based on experience and, and a very educated figure. So I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. It might've been in the $20,000 ballpark for the structural upgrades. 
Um, but that's a time and material allowance based on our experience and uh, what we think we're going to comp against. So, and can't yeah. stress it enough, even coming from a building family, been around it for a long time yeah. to the consumer is so important. We talk about this all the time to have a builder that knows what they're doing. Yeah. The fact that you are foreseeing the future and you're yeah. accounting for possible things is such an important conversation because sometimes people get fixed price and then they open the walls up and they yeah. run into things like asbestos that maybe the contractor yeah. has not foreseen. And then they're like, but yeah. you told me it was going to cost this and now I got to yeah. do this. And I think part of that is just my upbringing. So I've, I've been around sites from like, from like conception to completion. So because of my experience, that's why I can be confident in a fixed budget. I think a lot of guys who get into the cost plus contracts where you don't necessarily know what the, the total project cost is going to be until the end, they may not necessarily be just confident in, in what is behind those walls, what's going to happen because they just don't have the experience. Because sometimes you'll see nothing against like a tile setter, but I know of companies where a tile setter started up a contracting company. Now he's doing entire projects, but his only experience has been just laying tile, right? So nothing against him, but he just doesn't know everything that it takes to put a whole project together. And that's why I can be confident um, in a fixed budget just because of our experience and have seen everything from the ground up. Yeah, and there's so. another advantage as well. We spend a lot of time talking about budget. <clears throat> so the cost of materials and the cost yeah. of labor. What we don't spend a lot of time talking about is the cost of holding a property while there are delays. If you don't have an integrated planning and design process as you do, there could be delays from permits or you open up the walls and, oh, we didn't think there'd be asbestos in this house from the 1940s. What a shock yeah. or whatever the case yeah. may be. So a lot of people aren't really talking about the implications for your budget in terms of time, just dollars and cents. And that's a huge, huge, huge one. Yeah. And to just want to mention that uh, on the topic of budget, which is uh, 149000 for this kitchen renovation we're just talking about, but it was the award winner for best kitchen under 150000 So yeah. that's the one, the winner of this, and it's amazing. And uh, you guys have another great award winner that I kind of want to switch gears and talk about this is Pen and Ink, uh, best kitchen renovation um, under 175000 So let's talk about that one. What are some of the challenges? Paint the picture. Challenges? Do you want to paint the picture and I'll talk about the challenges? Sure. <laughs> Wait, before do we it. do any of this, I have to know, how do you come up with the names for these projects? Oh, my Lord. That's well, why I can't remember them. What they Laura, are, com so Laura comes know. up with the names. That's why I can't remember them, because Laura comes up with them. Uh, yeah, They're fantastic, I mean, though. A, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of design companies, you know, or, or construction companies, they send it off, and, and they have other people that do it, you know. I do uh, I do uh, ours for the, the awards, and all the girls in the office walk around going... What about uh, Fantasy Five? It's like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> what about Girdle on a Budget? And I'm like, no, no, no. Come on, you guys, be serious. Girdle on a Budget, did you say? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> because we hear some of the ones that come out of the thing. It's like uh, Fish on Fifth. It's like, what does Fish got to do with it? So we spend a lot of time going through this. So I, I'm a little more artsy-fartsy, so I like pen and ink. Do I know what it means? Absolutely not. I just, it, it sounded good at the time. So yes, that's where I got it. It sounded good. I like it. So I thought it actually meant something. No, 
It has nothing to do with the project. <laughs> no, nothing. But through the looking glass, I was thinking because of windows. all the glass That's windows. what I, that's but, what so, I did. Pen and ink, though, you were just like, I like it. Um, it Client owned a pen store. <laughs> well, you know what? It was kind of black and white. So, oh, okay, so there is a meaning okay. behind well, it. Well, I mean, very give, loosely. Give yourself some credit. Oh, I was like, okay. just create the story for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was holding a pen. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like the design for that one was a really, um, it was a really large space. And it's really tough when you come into a kitchen that was already fairly nice. You know, it was fairly You're nice. You're being honest, it was actually kind of nice. I, yeah, yeah, I have to be honest. Yeah. And, and it was fairly Yeah, we, nice. we go into projects and our guys are ready to do demo and they're like, um, why are we demolishing this? This place looks fantastic. It's way better than my house. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. And but. it's like, it, it. and sometimes that is tough. But uh, in this particular case, it was not the woman's style. She had, they had bought the house. She had lived with it for a, a lot of years. And she's like, but this isn't me. This isn't what I want. This is, this is nothing uh, like I, I want things that are more, I like to bake. I don't like this. So we had some interesting things that we wanted to do. Uh, so we, we took the time to listen to what she needed. She didn't want a, a separate dining room, which she had two tables, ones that were like maybe five feet from each other. One was a dining room table and one was her kitchen table. And I'm like, I don't understand why we have two tables that you can literally see. Uh, so we wanted to expand the space because she wanted to have it more of a, a casual eating area at their um, island. So we love that. And we wanted to have, she just wanted new, more contemporary things. And so it wasn't much of a challenge for us, but it was more like getting to stretch our kind of uh, design um, ideas because she was open. This is favorite clients, if you guys want to be a client, I love it when you're open because you know what? We can do great things. So, so if you're not really, open, don't come Yeah, If you're not yeah. open, I might not know. And if your bank account's quite wide open, that's good too. Oh, that's my favorite. No. Uh, no, I mean, we. Maybe cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few clients, though, that, you know, trust the process. And sh she was one of them that said, you know what? I, I'm happy with whatever you want to do. It's like, okay, that, that sounds amazing. So. That's what we kind of did. We were uh, off to the races with that. Mm -hmm. And you had some challenges. There were some challenges. So uh, I hate to be caught off guard. So this one actually did catch me off guard. So in the existing kitchen, there was a three foot wall that bookended the cabinetry. Um, and uh, unbeknownst to us until we opened up the drywall, this was actually the end of that wall was supporting a beam above. Uh -oh. So a bit of a miss, but easily done um so anyways so we exposed everything we realized there's a beam there sitting on the end of this wall that laura had in her drawings removed so somehow we have to support the structure above without creating a point load in that same area so we had to support everything we ended up putting in three different beams one going perpendicular to two other ones it uh it ended up costing twenty thousand dollars um so when we talk about contingencies um, this was one of those things that, uh, that triggered a contingency fund. And did you have one in place? Well, the, the homeowner had a contingency good. fund. Yes. Cause so, they had a good contractor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that mentioned that at the beginning to have a contingency. So, um, it doesn't happen very often, but once in a while, things like this happen, you just, you just never know how stuff is built until we rip the drywall off. Um, and that's, and that's what happened. So. 
but but to be fair you know uh this doesn't always happen and when it oh. and when it does it's it's kind of it's if the rare person, very yeah, rare it's very rare and if the person said came back and said look dan yeah. I'd rather not do that. Yeah. You know, what we, we do is we pivot. You know, yeah. we're we're okay with pivoting. We're okay with, you know, we we're not going to dump the design yeah. 100%, but we people have got to know that if you have a set budget and you say, "You know what? I I'd rather not do something that extreme." Okay, we'll make it happen. But the beauty of working with these guys is uh I don't get that call very often where they say, you know, I went to the client and they said, we need to, we need to keep that in. Yeah. I, so like problems for designers to work with these guys, mm -hmm. I, I don't actually hear of the problems. I hear solutions or how we're going to yeah. fix things, but I hear nothing of the problems. They're like, so good. And like you said, the clients had a choice. They didn't have to actually put the new beams in and, and take that wall out. Laura could have worked with it and mm -hmm. made it a, an awesome space, right? But they chose to let's let's move forward and we want to make it happen so yeah and they created a great space for themselves in the process yeah. as well yeah um it's been phenomenal it's it's just been phenomenal talking to you guys again always have such a great time when you're yeah. in it's like seeing a bunch of old friends and learning a bunch High of five. the process exactly <laughs> um we do want to say thank you, a huge thank you. Thanks for leaving her hanging, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like ignoring you. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Saying, I thought you were saying high five to him. I wasn't no, looking at you. No, I thought you were well. purposely looking away oh, from her. Can we, are we, can we redo the whole video on that? No, no, that was great. That's cool. Okay. Um, we do want to sorry, say a huge Laura. thank you to you guys for coming in today to share your stories, your background, and your philosophies. Uh, love the energy that you guys have working with each other and how you feed on each other's creativity and energy. So much great conversation we had today and it's so great to take a deep dive into two two award-winning projects a lot of information we cover there's a couple lessons I want to hone in on though because I think they're really really important the first was on your first project uh, how everything came together and it came together and the lesson was that pre-planning with the builder the designer and the homeowner created results that everybody loved and on the second pen and ink it was all about contingency there are things that happen when we open up walls as a homeowner, it is in our best interest to, number one, work with a great builder and design team who can help anticipate as many of these as possible. But, hey, we can't anticipate everything, so it's important to have a contingency plan and a contingency budget to get great results. Yes, high five to that. Now we can do it. <laughs> I would never leave you hanging. <laughs> wow. You guys are such a great team, and, and that's why I think your clients love working with you. Obviously, we had a lot of fun today, but when it comes down to it, you guys trust each other, and that's why you come out with uh, some award winners. Um, thank you for coming today, but before we go, we always have one last tip, one last tip, just one more piece of gold. I know you gave Ooh. us a lot, but not a combined answer, but one each. You go first. Me first. Okay. What did I say last time? No, you can't do that. You gotta have a new tip. <laughs> a new tip. Um, I don't know if I said this last time, but you really gotta do your homework on who you hire. I mean, to me it sounds like common sense, but um there are a lot of tools in place to help you do that. The Home Builder Association is a great place to look. If uh if you're a reputable contractor, you'll be registered with the Home Builder Association of Vancouver. So um if you look there um, that'll that'll put you in touch with some great contractors. And then when you dig deeper into those contractors, look for the certifications that they have, make sure they're licensed builders, make sure they have, like, as a, as a company, we're a certified renovation company. So little things like that, uh, they, they mean, mean a lot. And, um, 
Yeah, so that would be my recommendation, mm. my tip. That's really good. Yeah. I'm just going to say ditto. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, probably, um, I think part of the thing that we run up against a lot is that um, people see too much things on TV and it's exacerbating because, you know, we just want to do a good job, but we are not TV. You know, it's a process. And so what I'd love people to do is just trust us. We have been doing this a long time and we, we only want the best for our clients. So if you're engaged with a, a good interior designer and there's lots out there, I'm not, I'm not going to say I am the best. I am the best. <laughs> uh, good plug, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you need to trust that the process is, um, in your best interest. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're, we're trying to do it as a collaboration with your thoughts and then bringing in our little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of a push to make sure you know that you're getting the best design that you're, and of course, working with a great contractor is imperative. And Absolutely. a great designer, yes. I actually yeah. think you guys would have a great reality TV show. It'd be really <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah, when they put my sign in that toilet, I, I might have edited that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one no, more. No, that's the opening shot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what, that's the hook right yeah. there. One more question before we go. Very important question. Where did you put your Haven Awards that you just won? Where are they? Mine are in my office up on uh, my desk, up kind of elevated four feet up. Okay. Within five feet of me. So it reminds me every morning why oh, we do this. Nice, right? nice. Or yeah, yours in the basement in a box? No, no. Mine <laughs> mine are in my refrigerator so that everyone that comes goes into my refrigerator has to move one slightly. Oh. And they pull it out and oh, wow. they put it back. Yeah, of course. Okay. Why wouldn't I put it in my refrigerator? There you go. People know your award winner. When uh, yeah, you're exactly. So when now that I've gotten uh, a few from Haven, you open it up and it's... <laughs> you're going to need a bigger fridge. <laughs> have to start in the freezer now. Yeah. Well, our, our partners at Trail Appliances be happy to help you out, I'm sure. Um, hey, you know, you guys have given so much great information, so many great tips, and I want to give a little tip out as well. It has nothing to do with construction or anything. It actually has to do with barbecues specifically. Oh. And my tip is this. Do you want to win a barbecue? Anybody want to win a nice barbecue? I do. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. You already listened Let's to Measure Twice Cut Once, the podcast from Haven. All you have to do is like us, Tell your family, tell your friends, even strangers on the street, doesn't really matter. Just tell as many people as you can, and you will be entered for a chance to win a Napoleon Prestige P500 Stainless Steel Natural Gas Barbecue valued at $1,500, courtesy of our fantastic podcast partners at Fortis, BC. All you got to do is go to haven.ca slash measure twice, cut once, and you could be entered for a chance to win as well. And when you win that, Mike will come to your house with a rack of ribs. Oh, wow. Sounds like I'm going to have Sign a busy spring. Yes. <laughs> and for notes and links to everything mentioned on today's episode, including resources shared by Dan and Laura, go to haven.ca slash measure twice at cut once. A big thank you again to Trail Appliances, Fortis BC, Vico Stone Canada, and Rami Films. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having thank us. You. It's been awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I could go for some ribs right now. <laughs> you guys, the third time you come on, you get a special door prize, right? Oh, nice. really? Yeah. Good. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Excellent. And we have so much more to talk about. We do. Yeah. Great. We look forward to it, as always. CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green. 
offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.